Hello Spartans, welcome to this episode of Voices of the Valley, a podcast featuring various students and staff from Pleasant Valley talking about all things PV. I'm your host of this episode, Henry Ganaway. Taking English classes at the high school means having to read a plethora of required books. Joining me today is Rajan Vedia, who I will be discussing our rankings for the many books that we have read through our high school careers. So I've put together a list of 10 of the books that we have read in our English classes from ninth grade until now. Um, So there are 10 of them. Oedipus, Much Ado About Nothing, Romeo and Juliet, Animal Farm, To Kill a Mockingbird, Lord of the Flies, The Awakening, Othello, The Odyssey, and also 1984. So with those in mind... Let us start our list. So let's start at the bottom. What would you put is your least favorite? I would say that my least favorite would have to be Lord of the Flies. I would say that it just, it didn't get as crazy as people often described it. Like, I just felt like, you know, it things happened, but it wasn't particularly interesting in the way that it happened. And a lot of like what the comments that he was trying to make about society have been proven wrong And so I feel like it's just not really that great of a book, and it doesn't even really have a basis. Well, I thought it was at least entertaining, though, with Piggy and the glasses and all that. I mean... No, I mean, it just wasn't entertaining. Nothing happened. It was boring. But it does open up your imagination when you imagine... Not really. Like, I go to school every day. I know what it would be like to live with a bunch of teenagers for... On a deserted island? On a deserted island. All right, what would you put as your next least favorite? My next least favorite would probably have to be Romeo and Juliet. Why is that? Now, I would have to say that Romeo and Juliet, I think it's just because it's been done so many times. It's just less interesting now. I already knew it was going to happen when I started reading it. I knew that Romeo and Juliet were going to die and and all that so I and I knew that the families weren't gonna like it and so it was basically doomed from the start because I already knew it was gonna happen however a lot of the stuff there it was still interesting to read and like kind of learn some of the finer details between it all and uh, I thought it was a overall it was much better than Lord of the Flies but still at the bottom of the list I thought though it was at least entertaining a lot of it with um a lot of it came from like acting it out in class, though, and reading the roles. Does did you think that that made it better? Uh I mean, no, because not a lot of people in my class gave it too much effort, and also I was only the stage direction, so I really wasn't able to add too much, you know, energy to the whole production. So overall, I did not find it to be particularly fun, and the addition of acting it out in class didn't really lend it too much extra points okay after Romeo and Juliet what would you say is the next in the ranking uh I would probably have to say to kill a mockingbird what makes you put it that close to the bottom it was pretty boring and to be honest I felt like a lot of the like insights that they were talking about are pretty commonly held beliefs nowadays and on top of that 
the whole idea of having an, a nine-year-old narrate the book is silly and she didn't even and the author didn't even really stick to that like scheme the entire time because these like this nine-year-old would use like so many big words and stuff that even I didn't know so well that's true that maybe it was a little more than a nine-year-old could do I still thought it was it was a creative way to display this and <clears throat> I still found like the overall plot of it like I was engaged with it and wanted to keep reading it at least like this is one that I'd put closer to the top of my list it just I didn't find it to be a particularly interesting and I honestly I found the whole plot of it to be kind of unbelievable and I believe the author actually wrote a second book where Atticus Finch kind of turns out to not be such a great guy and I kind of got the feeling of that like kind of through this book where he felt like he felt like he was only being the kind of like more kind and like looking out for whatever the guy scout or the yeah, yeah. the per the criminal or whatever the alleged criminal yeah he was only looking out for him because it was his job and it didn't really feel like or like he was trying to teach a lesson or something it didn't feel like he truly cared about them in the same way that other characters in other books i mean i just feel like there's been a lot more impact on from other books in the past rather than to kill Mockingbird. It may have started out this tradition of writing books that kind of highlight some things, but overall, it just it didn't really hit its mark as well as some other books have. That is fair. So what would you put in your seventh, in seventh place? I'd have to say The Awakening. Now, this is one that I thought would be lower on the list because it just... I didn't think it really had a good plot, like... I was not entertained by it at all. Uh, while I agree with you that the plot was often pretty meandering and not much happened throughout the book, I appreciated the author's like dedication to writing a, like a book and really committing to it in a way that it was like she would have some have like some wordplay in there or something that I would find a little like pretty funny. Even for like just a second while I was reading it, I would sometimes just come back to it and I'd realize that, you know, she definitely put a lot of effort into this. And for the time period that she was writing it in, it was it was really surprising. While most of these beliefs are probably pretty widely held now and maybe even have less of an impact the book does because, just because of the fact that like it maybe influenced society so much that now everything that she's writing about has to become true. And it's it's like I feel like it's been pretty impactful. And while, yes, it was pretty boring, but I, I'm assuming that's pretty par for the course for a lot of... 19th century literature. Okay, sixth, what would you put? I'd have to say much ado about nothing. Why is that? Oh, of all of the Shakespeare plays we read, this one felt just pretty average in the sense that uh, I didn't really feel much of a connection to any of it. Like, Romeo and Juliet, while it, I feel like it has been kind of beaten over the head and that's why it didn't place as high, like, much to do about nothing, it doesn't feel like just classic Shakespeare. And nothing really bad happened, but nothing really good happened either. So it kind of felt like we were just kind of there <clears throat> at, like, some family's, like, Thanksgiving dinner and some things get brought up. Then they all get resolved and nothing really happens because of it. What would you put in fifth place? I'd have to say The Odyssey. It definitely is not on the podium. However, I would say it was a pretty satisfying book in the sense that I feel like there's 
Again, not a lot of commentary in the same way that a lot of these other books provide, but it is interesting, and it's a it's a it's a real classic piece of literature. There's a lot of references in in it to like today's society and all that. So I felt like it was interesting to kind of see where people are talking about it and see what the deal is about it. And it also, it's a pretty good like just like adventure kind of fantasy book in and of itself. Like it was, I was interested to see what happened to Ed or Odysseus and on the island with the Cyclops and all that. And while it did kind of seem like it was like the plot's been done a thousand times, it's because it literally has, and this was the first book to ever do something like that. And that, and the whole idea of like this being a really old book that has been translated, and now it set the standard for basically all fantasy books from from then on has been is really interesting. And I thought it was overall a very good book. I do agree with that. Right, fourth place, I'd have to say, Animal Farm. Now, Animal Farm, I thought was, I'd agree with where it is. I thought it was a good book. Not perfect, of course. Like, there were definitely some parts that I didn't quite enjoy as much. But overall, I thought, like, it's a clever book for what it was trying to do. Would you agree with that? Yes, I agree that the book, it was really trying to take on a lot. And by utilizing the animals, Orwell was really able to kind of make his message in an almost more heavy-handed way, but also, like, lighter in the sense that he, he was generally less, more obvious about how evil the communists were, but it was less obvious because they were animals. And that's where I kind of feel like the whole thing fell off, is because in related, because we also read 1984, and I feel like that book does a much better job of showing the evil and all that within society, but it doesn't hide behind the animals, and it feels less contrived like the animal farm it it simultaneously feels like the the metaphor is too heavy-handed and it's so obvious what he's talking about but it loses some of the message at the same time because of the fact that he like he uses these animals and at sometimes it just feels like they're doing silly things and a lot of the stuff these animals do it just doesn't seem like like why would they waste their energy on sending boxer away and all that like what is it really accomplishing so it feels like it's almost like slightly which one wins the bronze I would definitely say third place is easily Othello. Now, before you had talked about how you didn't like Romeo and Juliet because you knew what would happen at the end, but isn't the same for Othello? I I would I didn't definitely did not know what would happen, and obviously I could like maybe see because I knew it was a tragedy and all that that probably nothing good would happen to Othello, but I did not know a lot of what would happen and how it would happen and how the way that he would die and all that. So I feel like that was definitely. They kept me on the edge of my seat a lot more than a lot of these other Shakespearean plays. And I really enjoyed it, and I liked the way that it's a really old book, but it still, like, manages to stay kind of relevant about, like, getting mad with power and all that. And I think, like, just the characters have all stayed pretty relevant. The only reason that I didn't place a little bit higher, because I sometimes struggle with reading Shakespeare in the first place and trying to understand how deep I should be understanding it. Because I sometimes doubt that Shakespeare really is meaning for us to be analyzing it at such a deep level when it's a play and you can't, like, hit pause and read it, read the script, like, he would be performing it. So I feel like that's just, like, I sometimes get a little bit tired of, like, reading it and reading it to try to really understand it. Whereas in a book, it's much easier to kind of grasp the more broad ideas rather than analyzing the words written on the page. That is true. All right, two more. Which one wins the silver medal? I would have to say Oedipus wins the silver medal. 
Oh, you. This is a high high spot for Oedipus. I feel like a lot of people would have put it a little lower, especially having Antigone like its partner book so low. What made you put it this high? I think part of the reason that Antigone is so low is because Oedipus was so good that the follow-up made it so the expectations were already very high. Oedipus, it was such a good book. Like it was like all the crazy things that happened to Oedipus, it, like it really was interesting to hear what would happen. And not only that, but it was like just the premise of like killing your dad and then having kids with your mom is like so crazy. But like it was kind of pulled off in not like a completely believable way, but like I could see that it maybe could happen in ancient Greece. And the way that all the characters were portrayed felt pretty realistic. And overall, it was just interesting to see what would happen next. Like I was I was I wanted to know. That's true. So there's just one left. What made you put 1984 as your top choice? I think that 1984, it actually, it kind of did change the way I saw things in the world and it opened my eyes to like all the power structures that are there. And not only that, but it's an easy book to read. It doesn't require a lot of understanding of metaphors over just like just the, against like the, just the main idea of the book and kind of picking up on some of that. It's not too hard to understand what's happening but you can also definitely see how it's still mirrored in today's society. And a lot of the critiques that Orwell's making is still there. And, it, and the way that it ends, like with the party just staying, and it will stay like that forever, it really shows you. And it leaves you questioning how much they really controlled from the start. It, makes me, it just makes you question, like, how much do you control in your own life? And how much is just left to the government or to other people to take control? So I thought it was a really good book, and it had a lot of insightful commentaries to make. Well, thank you for coming, Raja. And while I don't agree with all your choices, thank you for giving us your opinions on the English books we've read so far. No problem. There are many more books that students will read besides the ones that we have talked about today. And the wide variety of genres and plots that these books have ensure that students will always find some book that they enjoy reading. That's all we have for this episode of Voices of the Valley. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, because these halls have so much more to say. Thanks for listening.